0: Welcome to The Vine, a Plant Media Project podcast with your hosts, Elizabeth Sheldon and Gina Vensel. The Vine is an insightful look into the world of plant medicine, exploring the changing landscape around cannabis and psychedelics, and ending the stigma through educational discussions. Today we have Dr. Elizabeth Rogers, an epidemiologist and holistic healer. She is a graduate of the Disparities Leadership Program at Harvard Medical School and Massachusetts General Hospital. She is alumna of the University of Pittsburgh, my alma mater too, um, where she received her Bachelor's of Science in Psychology, Master's in Public Health, and a Doctorate in Epidemiology with a focus on understanding barriers associated with chronic disease and disability prevention. After spending a decade serving as a chronic disease specialist and clinical researcher in traditional healthcare, Dr. Rogers now has her own practice, Healthy Transformations with Heart, a unique holistic approach that includes the use of plant medicine. Welcome.
1: Thank you so very much. I'm so honored to be here.
2: Welcome, Dr. Rogers. We always like to start off the vine by asking our guests about their story. So we're hoping that you will share that with us and um, how you became a holistic healer incorporating traditional medicine with plant medicine.
1: Well, I love this question. And honestly, I'm grateful for the opportunity to tell my story because it really has everything to do with why I do what I do now. So most importantly, I'm a purpose-driven person. And I've known since I was three years old that my purpose in this lifetime was to help others heal. But you know, when you're a little girl, you don't know that there are all these other options in the world. So I thought my path would be a traditional one, right? And I would just go to medical school, become a cardiologist and you know, float off into the sunset, except that's not at all how the trajectory of my life went. And unfortunately, at a very young age, even when I was three years old, I started getting a lot of chronic infections, including UTIs. And fortunately, I had wonderful parents who took me home, put me in a healthy environment. And until I went off to college, I led a pretty normal, healthy life, you know, But then I went to college and everything changed. I started getting chronic infections from my freshman year on. Every three weeks I was sick and in student health on antibiotics and you name it, I was getting bombarded with anything and everything. And then unfortunately, that all came to a culmination about 14 years ago when I had a life-threatening health issue. And it was because I was left bleeding internally in the hospital by a surgeon who didn't bother to inform me of complications post-op. And against all of the odds, I survived that situation. I was told by my doctors who came in to save me when I was in septic shock to say goodbye to my family, my friends. And I literally did that. I thought I was taking my last breath. I, to this day, will never forget the look on my youngest brother's face when they wheeled me into emergency surgery and told me to say goodbye. So I had at that point completely given up, except that against all of the odds, somehow, some way, I was that one in a million chance of surviving, and I did. And so here I am. And to be honest, I knew there was only one reason why I came out on the other side of that experience alive, and it was because I had to stay here to fulfill my purpose. So for the next year and a half, I spent my time going through life-threatening surgeries, trying to save my own life, but that was really only the beginning of my battle. Moving forward from there, I experienced Every single chronic illness, condition, emotional pain, and symptom you name it from chronic migraines to acne to fatigue to anxiety, depression, and PTSD after all of the traumatic events I'd experienced. Then I accumulated a lot of other chronic issues like IBS, chronic constipation, bloating, hormonal imbalances, autoimmune conditions. And no matter where I went, no matter how many traditional specialists I saw, All that I were given were temporary solutions to merely manage my issues. I never was able to move the needle forward and have them help me cross the finish line to do what I considered, which was what I wanted, which was complete and permanent healing. I didn't want to just manage my conditions. I didn't want to just live with it. I didn't want to just accept that for the next, hopefully, 50-plus years, I was just going to live halfway. Because I was only halfway showing up in my life for myself, for my purpose, and for everybody around me. And the longer I lived like that, the more it broke me down. And so I abandoned the traditional healthcare world, ventured out into the alternative health realm, and tried everything, you name it, from every diet to every naturopathic approach to every holistic approach, and ultimately what happened was that everybody was overlooking that there was something deeper and i went on that journey just knowing every step of the way that i would get a little bit of relief but i couldn't get all the way there but why and i just kept thinking to myself why there's something deeper here there's something missing so flash forward to a point a few years after that when i was in the floor on the floor in my bathroom completely crying in a ball, having those that kind of come to Jesus moment thinking, what am I going to do to save my own life? I feel like I've exhausted all of the possibilities. And I'm not willing to accept this as my fate. How am I going to help other people heal if I can't help myself? So I got up and looked in the mirror. And it was sort of one of those out of body moments when I heard this voice and realized it was myself talking back to me. And all I could hear was, you're the answer. And I realized that this was my time. And I thought, well, I'm going to venture off into the world alone. So bit by bit, I created what now has become my unique holistic approach. And I healed myself and freed myself from every single one of those conditions I was told that I was just going to have to manage. And so now I'm here on the other side of all of that to hopefully help women free themselves from their consuming health issues and save them years of time that I could have saved myself if I had just had the courage to step into that role sooner. So now what I do is integrate the very best of Western medicine and science with the real, true, holistic, energetic, and spiritual components that
0: necessitate true healing. It's quite a a story. story. It really is. And you know... Before COVID, I bet people didn't even know what an epidemiologist was. (laughs) I I remember like, I mean, I have actually known Dr. Rogers for many years. So I'm very lucky to say we've been friends and I've got to see her go through this journey and be able to, to move forward to helping others. But even when I would I just I remember you trying to give me like a definition of, of what it was. And over the past year, people may even feel like they know now more than ever what that is or what the scientists in this field do. But could you explain to our listeners, you know, what it has meant for you to have this understanding and how it relates to your practice today?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I just, I have to laugh because it's so true. And I also have to just say, you know, Gina in particular knew me and came into my life when I was definitely in that Dark night of the soul, part of my, my healing journey. You know, I had not yet stepped into that courage and ability to move forward on my own. And I was really stuck. And it means so much to have a friend that's been on this journey with me that I'm now on the other side of. And I also have to laugh because it's just so true. When I my my father actually got me a sweatshirt for Christmas a few years ago that said, I'm an epidemiologist, I solve problems you don't know you have in ways you can't understand. Because <laughs> up until this point in my career, I would tell people, people would say, oh, what kind of doctor are you? And I'd say, I'm an epidemiologist. And I would get one of two responses. They'd say, oh, you're a skin doctor. And I'd say, close. But I think, okay, well, they're they're trying to make that connection, right? They're thinking epidermis that must have something to do with skin. Or, so that's one of the most common answers I would get, or I'd get kind of a glazed over look. And I think, oh, they're probably thinking I'd ask, but I'm afraid you're going to tell me. (laughs) 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 It's interesting. You know what epidemiology really is. I mean, if you looked it up in a textbook or some sort of, you know, reference like that, it would say something like epidemiology is the study of the frequency distribution and determinants or causes Of any health issue or outcome and the application of that study to the control of those health outcomes and ultimately to the improvement of the health of populations or groups of people and really the way the simple way i like to explain that is that as an epidemiologist what i do is i study and determine the patterns and causes of health issues but you know early on in my career and traditionally just by definition epidemiology is more of a population-based science a more group-based science however all along my career, I knew that it could and should be used at the more individual level because that type of methodology and science could actually be applied to dig deeper into all these chronic health mysteries that people are doing. So, but, you know, just like any other doctor, epidemiologists have specialties. So there are some of us out there that specialize in the environment. So people that study things like air quality, pollution, even safety at the community level and a lot more Some people specialize in infectious diseases, and those are going to be your folks out there who are really at the forefront of the pandemic right now. Mm -hmm. There are people that study things like injury prevention and control, cancer and chronic diseases. And my areas of expertise are really chronic diseases, disability and aging, and healthy aging in particular. So what I did is bring that down to apply it at a very different level And so in my current practice, I merge this expertise with my expertise as a holistic healer, and it's absolutely my passion. And it really integrates into my current practice in several really unique ways. So what I do first and foremost is I combine my skills as an advanced medical intuitive with my expertise as an epidemiologist. And through that combination, I'm able to identify the true root causes of my client's physical and emotional health issues. So underneath the surface, when we connect all the dots and put all the pieces of your puzzle together, what's really going on? What's really standing in your way? What's really going on underneath all of that stuff because there is a common thread or multiple common threads. And I also like to quantitatively and qualitatively measure those root causes so that people have proof that they're truly healing because, you know... If any of you out there listening have been on the healing journey or you're on it yourself right now, then you know that it's not easy. And even if you you yourself are not living this experience, I know that you know somebody that is. You know, the healing journey is three steps forward and two steps back. And unfortunately, it's a very inevitable fact. So I love that I can provide people with that peace of mind, which ultimately helps them become more resilient, right? Because Let's face it, there is no such thing as perfect, and that includes perfect health. So even when someone, including me, gets to that stage where they've freed themselves you know, from life-consuming health issues, it is absolutely inevitable that as we go through our life, You know, setbacks are going to come down those pipelines eventually, and so to combat this, I use the science of epidemiology to help monitor the trends and patterns of my clients' healing journey with the goal of helping them become more resilient and to minimize the impact of those inevitable setbacks so that when they come, You don't have a total meltdown and you don't let go of your health regimes and your health habits, right? Because let's face it, when stuff gets stressful and tough in our lives, we have a tendency to fall back on those unhealthy coping mechanisms. So, you know, it's really my goal to trailblaze the field of medicine, science, and research by applying the science of epidemiology in a way it's never been used before. So we can show the world through this work that there is a better way, you know, a path that can guide people to heal their chronic illnesses rather than just simply manage them. And, you know, I feel like, I don't know what you ladies think, but I feel like it's time to start a new revolution in health and healing. You know, like let's stop the conversation about chronic illness and shift it to start talking about chronic wellness. But yes. I feel like for us to get there, somebody like me needs to be out here talking about this stuff so that we can make that shift because our focus is always on illness. So let's focus on wellness instead, you know, so it's time to, I think, really make that
2: transformation. I do. Um so, if you had to say what the top three things would be that you would recommend to everyone looking yeah. to boost their health and overall wellness right now, are there, I'm, I'm sure there are more than three, but yeah. you can always remember three yeah. things. Yeah. What you might recommend.
1: I love, love, love this question. And I'm going to recommend three things that are actually outside of the box because that's just my style. I'm an outside of the box kind of. Kind of person, and the first thing actually doesn't have to do with what you'd expect. It has to do with your mindset. So think about this, right? All of you out there who have been who have tried to make a change for your health, even if it was just something as simple as lose ten pounds, right? Or um, you know, just eliminate your anxiety, right? Just simple, basic things, or get rid of your acne. You know, nothing serious. It doesn't matter what you've done. But let's face it, we've all kind of tried. I think those one and done approaches, right? that we're always being sold and bombarded by out there in the marketplace. And I'd love to ask, and I wish I'd love all of our listeners to just reflect on that question and answer this to yourself, you know, have any of those issues gotten you where you really want to go? Because the truth is probably not, probably not, right? Because if any of those things magically healed all of us, then... Despite any you know political bureaucratic stuff, millions upon millions of dollars of research would have been poured into that one thing to show that it worked, and we would all be on board with that, and everybody would be on their way to feeling healthy, happy, and just completely amazing right now, but it's not the case, right? So we have this tendency when we want to heal to do first, right? We go external. But if you think about it, who you've been all this time has not gotten you where you want to go with your health. And so working from an outside-in approach is actually a backward strategy. You have to work from the inside out. So one thing that I love to work with my clients on is this concept of just around who you are on the inside, right, and your mindset, because... It's so incredibly important. So this is one tip, and I'll share this with everybody listening, but you can journal this. And I want to tell you that this is a daily practice that I implement myself, and it is a true game changer. And just ask yourself these three questions. Who would I be if I had perfect health? Or you can fill in the blank of that sentence. If I had you know, freedom from my IBS or whatever, whatever you're struggling with out there. And number two, what would I do if I had perfect health or that thing that you want for your health? And number three, what would I have? So when you go through these motions of answering these questions and really even journaling um, them out, you're actually starting to shift who you are, right? Because the habits, the behaviors, everything you've implemented to this point hasn't gotten you to that place of optimal health, mind, body, and spirit. So that's one of my favorite, favorite recommendations because what it will do is get you sustainable, lasting health. And that's really my goal. I don't want to give you these. I don't want to give you guys three quick one and done approaches. And number two, the other thing I would recommend is think about and reflect on your stress, because we all know, and especially now, given this state we're all living in, in the time of a pandemic, stress is inevitable. And even in the best of circumstances, stress is ever present in our lives. And in my former research days, this was one of my passions was studying and talking about stress and its impact on your health. And stress really interrupts that functional interaction between your nervous system and your immune system. Once that happens, your immune system starts to weaken and that stress induced impaired immune system just starts to become an open book for things like even not being able to fight off viruses that come your way, you know? So thinking and reflecting on that stress in your life, because trying to manage it long-term is really, really important. And of course, there's a lot of ways you could do that. You know, if you like herbs and herbal tinctures, I love to recommend things like lemon balm and holy basil, lemon balm is one of my favorite plant medicines and herbs. If you're not familiar with it, it's incredible. It will target your immune system by giving it a boost because it ultimately protects you from viruses and will help to kill them off. And it will also, it also has natural soothing capabilities. So it soothes and calms your nervous system. So if you are someone that struggles with things like, you know, deep breathing doesn't work for me, because I would recommend that, or, you know, just taking a break from the media, because let's face it, we all live our life in front of the screen right now. And it does, whether you're, even if you're engaging in positive media or messaging, it's a lot and it's bombarding your mind. So just thinking about how stress plays a role in your life. And finally, my favorite thing is just keep it simple, right? Because back to that comment that there's all these things out there. Now you can read about, you know, biohacking for your health and all kinds of new health trads and fence trends, and there's always a new thing to read about and you know, steal your attention. And people are like, oh, this is it. Biohacking is the new way toward individualized medicine. But the truth is, like, keep it simple because implementing natural whole foods like fruits and veggies might sound like the stupidest, simplest thing in the world, but the truth is. Those things were put here by Planet Earth in the first place for us to thrive and be healthy. So why not use them? You know, because those health trends you're bombarded with, they're really not going to get you where you want to go if sustainable health is what you want, and you kind of want to get off that seesaw. You know,
0: absolutely. And I'm curious, because I, mean, I, I, you know, I. follow your Instagram feed and and you always have these amazing smoothies and great things that are on there. And, and I I know that you certainly, you know, use food as medicine and talk about that a lot, but I am curious if, if you talk about, you know, cannabis or any other kind of plant medicines with your patients as well.
1: Most definitely, definitely. And actually I, noticed some really good research around psilocybin and some other psychedelics I wanted to mention today because I think it's just a great testament to show the transformation is starting to happen even at that research and evidence-based level. But I absolutely recommend and use cannabis and those types of things in my practice, but in a very tailored and individualized way because through my practice, I don't believe in one size, a one-size-fits-all approach. So what's right for one person, even with the exact same symptoms and conditions may not be right for the very next that might may present with very similar issues but for example I have used cannabis and recommended it for a lot of my female patients who have used think who have dealt with things like chronic migraines um, and chronic constipation there are so many and there are a lot of as you guys know a lot of different forms of cannabis, a lot of different forms of CBD, and each of these has very different and beneficial properties for healing. And when you understand how to apply them to treat those individual things, I think they're fantastic because... It starts to get you off of the need of relying on pharmaceuticals, which, you know, let's face it, come along with a lot of caveats. So, you know, my thoughts around using cannabis, the psilocybin and other higher medicines are that they really show promise for transformation that I think... I don't know about all of you, but I think is so needed in our healthcare system globally. And I really applaud the study of natural modalities like this to help show everyone the promise above and beyond the effectiveness of traditional pharmaceuticals, which come along with those caveats of long-term side effects to your health and additives like toxic heavy metals and plastics that ultimately are a barrier to your health. And I don't know if any if you both have seen this research, but some colleagues I know at Johns Hopkins have done some research around higher medicines and um, psilocybin, and some recent sound and trustworthy research that I wanted to bring up and know, wonder if you two have read about is that so back in 2016, Johns Hopkins conducted a study that treatment with psilocybin significantly relieved anxiety and depression among a group of patients with life-threatening cancer diagnoses. So those researchers then went on at Hopkins and just published some really awesome stuff back in November of 2020 showing that this type of medicine will and can be effective in just in the general population. So, um, and effective at treating things like major depression, which we know is so common out there, right? We have mental health, you know, mental health awareness is something that I think has been on everyone's minds more and more over these past five years as we see a lot of awful things happening out around us in the world. And how can we support people for their mental health? And this study is awesome. So I just wanted to highlight that it showed that the magnitude of the effect that these medicines have was four times larger than what clinical trials have shown for traditional antidepressants on the market, which is huge. I mean, that's huge, huge, huge. And these researchers found that just two doses of this magic mushroom relieved symptoms of major depression for an entire month, right? You have to mm-hmm. usually take a pill every day to get mm-hmm. them relief or more. And on top of that, half of the participants in that particular study we're no longer even considered in the throes of major depression just one month after treatment. I mean, think about the impact and the meaning of this on a bigger scale. You know, if we take it out into the real world population. So I'm so grateful you ladies are out here helping give a voice to this topic because it's
2: so important and we need people talking about it. And it's important to have traditional doctors like you who, um, you know, have been through our medical training program, who then can say, you know what, I can also transfer that knowledge and and tell you about this other holistic things and and how they affect your body. Um, yeah. So on your website, uh, you wrote about how fruit has been somewhat demonized because (laughs) of all the sugar and, um, I loved reading about, you know, bananas. My father always eats a banana every day. And now I think I've got to go back to it. So I just want you to tell us, you know, why fruit is so important and why you recommend eating a banana every day
1: (laughs) or two. I love, love, love this question. I will tell you, I do have, I literally eat at least two bananas a day, sometimes more, but this question's awesome. And it's just true that really, if you, you, I mean, any of us could go Google this stuff right now, right? It's, it's ever present. It's just all over the place, but I think fruit primarily due to its sugar content really gets a bad rap out there. And it's just absolutely nothing more than misinformation running rampant even within the scientific and research community itself, because I was a part of those trials. I used to work on type two diabetes studies, groundbreaking ones, um, actually I worked on one of the type two diabetes studies that nationally was recognized for proving that diet and exercise were more effective than um, pharmaceutical medication at preventing and reducing the impact of type two diabetes. But, you know, so even, I know patients with type two diabetes are often told my father actually is diagnosed with it. And he's often told by his providers and dietitians, don't eat too much fruit. And if you're going to, just eat these particular fruits. And so here's what I want to say. I want to like clear the air about this. So, you know, we're often told that fat and protein is what our bodies need. And that's really not actually true because a diet that's too high in fat and protein is actually in the long-term detrimental to health. So you may see some trends out there like the keto kind of stuff that a lot of people are into. And yeah, they do get temporary results, but there are long-term effects of a high-fat, high-protein diet and truthfully, that can become one of the primary root causes of a lot of the commonly prevalent chronic symptoms and conditions that people suffer from as they age, including digestive issues, which continue to become more and more common in our population. So in reality, the body needs glucose, which comes from fruit, to survive. It truly does. I promise you this. The brain, your brain, needs it to thrive and survive. So, you know, when I, all these years I've had people ask me things like, what's the secret to healthy aging? I worked on longevity studies. We study what we called, um, and we, what we, what we called incredible and remarkable agers, people that lived into their nineties and hundreds to figure out what are the factors that help these people live so long? What is different about them? And to be quite honest, what makes them different is that they continued to eat things like fruit and vegetables all the way into their older adult years. And so truthfully, one of the true secrets of longevity and aging well is fruit. And if you want to live a long life with the highest quality possible, then I highly recommend that you eat fruit because fruit does actually contain natural proteins, first of all, to those who may be concerned about not getting enough protein. But that glucose in in those fruits, which the healthy which is the healthy form of sugar contained in fruit it provides your organs your tissues and the cells in your body with what they need that glucose to actually thrive and ultimately help you stay alive so in fact without glucose your individual cells in your body actually cannot perform their functions optimally so it's one of i think the biggest things out there that people are misinformed about that I really love to
2: clear the air about. So I love that question. I, I just want to add in before yeah. Gina asks ask you the next question. I do have um, some family members doing keto and I am going to be telling them tonight, you know, that that it's not so good and we're all older. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. And you know what? They've Elizabeth- lost weight, but, you know, there's some harmful effects to yes. come down the road.
1: Elizabeth, if this helps at all, because you might get these kinds of questions. I've had lots of people say to me, Well, if that's not the trick, then how come I look so great? How come I've lost all this weight? How come I've had success? And that's because. Before going on that particular diet, what they were doing before was so much more unhealthy compared with what they're doing now. So if you think about like your healing journey in little stages, it's like, let's say you started out at stage one and you were eating, you know, lots of junk food, fast food, processed foods and stuff that let's face it, whether you eat that stuff or not, we all know that it's not really good for us. So you decide, all right, I'm going to go keto. Well, then you actually remove that stuff. You're removing the processed food, the junk food and all that stuff. And now you are giving your body much more whole and healthy foods. So for a while, your body is cleansing and detoxing from all that stuff. So you're going to see a huge change and release. But then as time goes on, and I'm talking years down the road, The long-term effects is that stuff starts to accumulate in your body and clog up things and organs that your body needs to keep you healthy, like your liver. Um, It starts to suffocate your liver and make it very hard for it to release toxins and pathogens, which is one of its major jobs, which is why over time you start to see more long-term
0: negative effects of that stuff. Thank you so, for that. So it sounds like, one, I read the article. So I ate a banana today before the podcast, so that you know. So I made sure that I, I got a banana in. But, you know, I really think that one of the things I've always admired um, about you is how you really work so individual with people, and, and that everyone really needs um, to realize that their health and wellness is individual to them. And too often when you get a diagnosis or you get told that you have something, you think that everybody will be the same. When we talk with, you know, different cannabis folks, they'll tell us, oh, well, you know, this worked for my ailment, you know, this should be the strain that'll work for you. And two people with the same exact thing could use the same exact medicine and not have have similar It can just react to them differently. So I really feel that this individualized approach, I'd love to see even more in healthcare. And it's it's something that, you know, I just really appreciate that that you do. And I know I want our listeners to, you know, learn more about what sort of clients you look to work with at Healthy Transformation with Heart and how can our listeners connect with you to learn more about your practice?
1: Yeah, absolutely. and You know, I would say that I'm truly the mentor and guide for women who are looking for a blend between a health coach and a healer. You know, I work with women with um, physical and emotional pain, symptoms, and health issues from acne to migraines to anxiety to fibromyalgia, endometriosis, autoimmune conditions, hormonal imbalances, IBS, digestive issues, I mean, you name it, even things like insomnia and you know these women are consumed in some way each and every day with their health issues and it is stopping them from showing up and living their best lives and they want how they want optimal health mind body and spirit and the women I work with really know that something has to shift but they're ready to make that shift you know they know that truly healing themselves to be at their most optimal energetic state physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually is going to require an approach that is multiple lever levels and layers, right? And they want to work with someone who understands their physical anatomy, their emotions, and their energetic and spiritual needs all at the same time and how all of that stuff is connected. And these women that I work with are also committed to their own healing and growth and they and achieving that lasting and sustainable health and wellness. So These guys and these ladies, they are so available for this transformation. You know, they know that true healing is as much spiritual, emotional, and mental as it is physical, and they're looking for an expert coach, doctor, and true wellness expert and professional who's going to help them heal from the inside out. Because, you know, my goal is that ultimately, as your bespoke mentor, when you work with me, I'm here to hold this space for you and guide you through the process. I'm there to walk with you hold you, put the pieces of your puzzle together and help you heal faster and with more ease than you could ever do yourself, right? Because I think that that's the other unspoken about piece that's ultimately missing so badly in our traditional healthcare system is support, right? When can you go to your doctor and ask questions when you're having a tough day? You can't, right? How can you access somebody when you're having a setback and you're, but you've been doing all the things right, quote unquote, right? But today you woke up and you feel like crap and you don't understand why. Who do you have to turn to? Nobody. So what are you going to do in those moments? Who's going to be there? And somebody that's there like me who has been there, done that, and walked that path so I know how to hold you and hold that safe, sacred healing space for you. So I just really ultimately also want to give that component, you know, so merging like science, spiritualism, and support all into one, you know, amazing package to help people feel like they can and they can become more resilient, you know? and overcome whatever they can, because I know I was in that place too, where I questioned everything, right? When you're struggling on your healing journey, you can have that kind of mounting anxiety. Like, is this really working? Am I really doing the right thing? Am I, I feel like something's missing, but I don't know where to go or how to find it. And is what, you know, are my healing efforts paying off when you have those bad days, you can get so stuck in your head. And I want to be there to be able to help people not have to do that alone. So that you can come out on the other side and feel like, well, I didn't give up today because I had Dr. Rogers to talk to and, and I get it. Like I'm still healing. I've got this, you know? So that's really important to me is giving people that compassionate, unconditional support and a safe space where they can come to, to ask questions and just show up however they need to show up, you know, because we're not always all perfect and, everybody has bad days. And when you're on the healing journey, sometimes that can look like a whole lot of different things. And I think it's really important to give people a space for that where they feel comfortable and confident so that we can empower
0: them, right? I really do. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And people can visit your website, healthytransformationswithheart.com and sign up online for your email blasts, which are always so informative and you have some great information on your site. So I encourage all of our listeners to definitely check that out. And we just want to thank you so much for your time today, Elizabeth.
1: Thank Thank you. you, Thank you. It's been such an honor to just chat and connect with you ladies. And thank you for just giving a platform to this type of information and voice because it's so needed and lacking in this world. And
0: I just really appreciate it. Thank you. And thanks to all of our listeners for joining us for another episode of The Vine today featuring Dr. Elizabeth Rogers from Healthy Transformations with Heart. Please join us by subscribing to The Vine, a Plant Media Project podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. And for cannabis and psychedelic news, please visit us online and sign up for our newsletter at plantmediaproject.com.